Welcome back to Soul and Soul. I'm Jesse. I'm Sangmin. And today we are going to talk about colorism, um, which is, I think, something that we've been meaning to get to. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, I don't know. We're we're here now, so. Um, so I guess we should start off by like, what is colorism? Mm-hmm. Um, so to me, colorism is like racism's ugly stepchild. Um, <laughs> That's true, right? Because they're it, they're very related. Um, colorism is like very similar to anti-blackness in the same way that it's just like the darker that you are, the more likely you are to face racism, right? Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, black people uh, in America can't really be racist towards anyone, but we can absolutely be colorist amongst ourselves, um, and that happens a lot. Um, hmm. So it's the idea that, you know, if you are dark skin, you are more likely to face higher levels of racism than your light skin counterparts, despite the fact that you're both black or any of the other races. Right. Um, because colorism is present in pretty much every culture that racism is present, a.k.a. all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I can speak on it uh, from a black perspective, but I definitely have seen and heard of it happening pretty much literally everywhere um and this includes even among white people currently it's fun for them to get a tan but i remember comments from white people like oh i don't want to get too tan because then i'm gonna look black right um so it's even in them um their colorism does look a little bit different because you know they don't like colors on either end of the spectrum really you know like they make fun of gingers for being too fair-skinned and also make fun of black people for being too black so like Mm. hyper pigmentation and lack of pigmentation is like a no-go in their culture Mm. um but for pretty much everyone else it's like the darker you are the more racism you're gonna experience the the less likely it is for you to be able to you know navigate the world without barriers Mm, that's true um and is 100 percent the reason why we are not saying queen kelly Rowland, but we say queen bay fight your mama don't fight me (laughs) um so you know there it, it exists uh i can talk a little bit about it in the black community um you know colorism is evident when you hear words like staz son Right. Um, well, you, you don't want to get too dark. Make sure that you wear sunscreen. Right. Um, lot, honestly, colorism what? is like pretty much everywhere. Right. Like um, I remember when I was younger, my mom would make me like if I was out in the sun for too long, she would make uh-huh. me take like multiple showers just to try to make sure that the sun didn't stay. Um, and like it, it's. There's, like, the additional, like, I don't know, like, my, in our family, people that are, are lighter are treated better um, uh-huh. than people that are darker. So, like, for instance, my mom is the darkest of her siblings. Um, uh-huh. And is probably the darkest in her like not extended family by any means but in our extended family up north Mm. um and like she 
absolutely was treated far worse than any of her siblings. And don't get me wrong, my uncle is also very dark skinned or was dark skinned. Uh, may you rest in peace. But he was also a dude, right? So mm. colorism mm. absolutely works differently depending on your gender. So mm. dark skinned women receive far more hate than dark skinned men. Wow. Right? Um, especially in the black community. Like if you think about it this way, how long? We'll just talk about it in media. How long did it take everybody to realize that Viola Davis and Regina King and, mm-hmm. like, literally any of the beautiful dark-skinned women that we, Lupita, were fucking mm-hmm. fire, right? Like, mm-hmm. that, that just happened in the last, like, three years, right? Where mm-hmm. everybody was just like, God damn, you're gorgeous, right? To these dark-skinned black women who have been gorgeous since day one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, like... Idris Elba is the most eligible bachelor in the world, right? Kind of thing. Like, he's Mm. won that multiple times. Um, So, like, there's, like, a difference, right? Like, like, Mm. it's more acceptable to be a dark-skinned black man than it is to be a dark-skinned black woman. In fact, dark-skinned black women have, like, the the least amount of play on dating apps, right? Like, they're far Mm. less likely to find a partner than any of their counterparts. Um, and for those of you who aren't following us, I don't know why you're not. Maybe you haven't seen a picture of me. Um, I'm like kind of smack dab in the middle of this colorist yeah. argument, right? Like I'm not light skinned, but I am by no means dark skinned. Um, so I don't feel like I have been necessarily subjugated to as much discrimination as like my dark skinned mother. Um, mm-hmm. I'm positive that I have more privileges than she has, but I also don't have as much privilege as like a light bright. Which, sorry, if you're not black, that is that is slang for a light skinned <laughs> light skin person. You know, light skinned people are, are like the white people of black people because they're always like, "I was so discriminated against." You call me light bright, you call me high yellow, <laughs> bitch, because you are. High- <laughs> <laughs> I face the same things. Like, no, you don't. <laughs> like, no, you don't. Like, um, and I'm sure I'm going to offend a lot of light-skinned people with this episode because that they, listen, just like sometimes black men are the white people of black people, light brights are absolutely some like the white, because they're just like, no, colorism doesn't exist. No, it doesn't. Oh. No, we face the same amount of discrimination as you do. And guess what? I 100% am with them when I say that, like, yep, you face probably far more discrimination than other races because you're black. But do you face the same amount of discrimination as someone who cannot pass? Right? Mm -hmm. And do you face the same amount of discrimination as someone who is, like, blackity black? Like, no. Anyone who says that they do is a liar. Like, it's just, like, a downright liar. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's, it's kind of upsetting to me that they would even open their mouths to say so, right? Because um, I've seen it in my family, but we know it happens in the media. Um, we know it just happens in, like, jobs, right? Like, dark-skinned women are more likely not to get hired and have the same qualifications as a light-skinned person or a white person, still not going to get hired. Um, and it, it's just, it's it's pervasive, right? Um, because if whiteness is, white supremacy mm-hmm. values whiteness, then the further you are from whiteness the more you're going to be devalued in our society like that's Mm. basic logic um Mm. not great logic in terms of like 
our lived experiences, but like that's basic logic as how white supremacy would work. Um, yeah. And so, you know, like colorism really, I always tell you all this, but like goes back to the plantation. So when you're thinking about how this works out with us, you should know that there's were different types of slaves. Um, there's the house slave and the field slave. And obviously yeah. the field slave would be darker because they're out in the field all day versus the house yeah. slave who is, go- even if you weren't lighter already, right? Um, you're going to end up being lighter overall because you're not in the field all day. Now, white people being white people, they also prioritize having their like light, like their light-skinned slaves in the house right like they didn't want to be around the dark-skinned people so they didn't it's not like it was always like this but that was a trend right that people who were lighter skinned were in the house maybe these these slave masters felt guilty i don't know because guess who had lighter skin the the children of the people they raped so maybe they felt a little guilty they wanted their kids closer who knows um but you know they're that that's the other thing that i think is um like hard for certain light-skinned people to like grapple with it's like all right (laughs) it's gonna be bad but like if i'm not saying that like black people don't come in all shades because we fucking do right Mm -hmm. but we gotta admit that some of the people who are lighter have white people in their in their lineage somewhere and like Mm. a lot of the time not all the time not all the time because i've literally seen two dark-skinned people come out with a light-skinned child right Mm -hmm. it happens um but like a lot of the time it's more recent than they would like to admit and I think that's it's not even just like the fact that they they don't want to admit that they have certain privileges over the rest of us. It's also just like they don't want to admit those privileges because that might mean that they're more closer to white supremacy than they want to be. Mm. Um, and I'm here to tell y'all, y'all still black. You're not close to white supremacy unless you are a rich white person. So you're good. You're good. You could give it up. <laughs> You can give it up. Because, um, you know, you're good. You're not white. Promise you. <laughs> I promise you. Um, but your ass might have passing privilege. And so that needs to be acknowledged, too. Uh, and if you guys have never heard of passing privilege, passing privilege is the ability to pass as white. Um, obviously, it happens in other aspects of our life. Like, um, I absolutely have passing privilege as a queer person. Um, when I walk down the street and if I don't have, like, my girlfriend next to me, people assume I'm straight mm-hmm. um, in ways that other queer people are not able to pass. Mm-hmm. Um, so passing privilege does work in other things besides race for sure um mm-hmm. but when i think of it i normally think of race um mm-hmm. there's this really famous book called passing by nella larson that's about this um this woman who is able to pass as as white completely leaves her community behind um and most of the book is spent with her like just in high anxiety mode and kind of freaking out because she's afraid that her child that she's pregnant with Mm -hmm. might be dark and it would give her away. 
um, but she has to have this baby or the husband, the white husband is not going to want to be involved with her, right? So, and like there's moments where she runs into people from her old neighborhood and, you know, she's really, to pass back in the day in the way that she was passing, you had to give up your blackness. It wasn't about just being able to pass as white, but it was like an absolute denial of your blackness as well because you couldn't have your black mom pop up to events that would give you away. Wow. Right? You couldn't go down to the black community because that shit was segregated. And if you got caught down there, people would start to talk. Wow. Um, so, you know, there are definitely black people that can pass hello Meghan markle right i was just thinking about her yeah because like yeah. you're all right i've seen your mama <laughs> but like the fact that i need to see your mama to know lets me know yeah. that you have like a high level of passing privilege um yeah. and so do i think that Meghan markle for instance had a rough fucking time in buckingham palace yes i do yes i do yeah. um because they're super racist that even her looks black to them so yes i do <laughs> and they were th- talking about what color of the skin would their baby be and things like that yo that meme with archie and like you know the peter you know the peter griffin episode where he, he has like different shades of brown and he's trying to see if they like pass and that that meme about the queen having it and they photoshopped that into her hand holding it up to baby archie is my, i die every time i think about it oh my it. god i'm gonna i'm gonna actually look that up right now because that shit is hilarious but also fucking accurate because like y'all have seen baby archie right like I'm like uh uh-uh, uh 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 I was like y'all know that Harry the ginger and Meghan Markle has extreme passing privilege and her mom even looks biracial. What we doing? Like Archie is like an eighth black. <laughs> you know, the only the only reason why he still counts as black is because people are racist with that one drop rule. But like, oh yeah, that's a whole white ass baby. I'm sorry. <laughs> With a black mother, but like that's a white baby, so I'm just like, oh, oh, okay, <laughs> poor little Archie. Meghan Markle is 100% black, um, not necessarily because I would look at Meghan Markle and be like, what's up, like sis, right? But maybe because she's being treated like us, mm-hmm. right? If mm-hmm. they want to treat her like that, good god, what do they want to do with the rest of us? <laughs> like for real that's, yeah. that's the only reason why I was like 100% in her corner because I was like damn they would do that to this white passing woman oh no I know the British have not gotten any better <laughs> like, not at all no and I didn't expect them to but I was like damn yeah you know yeah. I, I was like I didn't think it was possible for them to treat a princess worse than Diana but here I am <sighs> Surprised again <laughs> by the ruthlessness of white supremacy. <laughs> uh, like, you know what really gets me about it is like not them not thinking that she's having a serious mental health mm-hmm. issue, and them mm-hmm. just being like, "Deal with it, bitch." Like, we we yeah. we not gonna let you. Go. Like that one, I'm like, uh uh-uh. uh, how are you gonna be the cause of the mental health breakdown oh. and not want to be the, help? Oh my god. <laughs> like, yeah. So, like, colorism 
prevents, I would say, Meghan Markle from being treated like darker skinned people, but racism keeps her in play. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and you know, understanding both and how they function is important. Like I didn't I didn't like some of the black people who were like, She's not black, like y'all, if she wasn't, they wouldn't have treated her like that. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. truly, they wouldn't have. Um and it's it's rough out here. Like yeah. I for I'm sorry for her. I don't feel as sorry for her because I need her to acknowledge colorism, right? Mm-hmm. I feel badly for her, but I also need her to like stop stop taking up space. And I think that's a a, a huge thing that light skinned people do in ways that they don't understand. Um, mm-hmm. in ways that like are not okay like when you think of a black woman in Hollywood I would much rather people immediately go to Viola Davis or Regina King or any of the other dark skinned women that are fired right mm-hmm. but the idea when you say oh a black woman in Hollywood you don't go there all the time right like I don't what's her name I always forget how to say her name Zendaya is that her name Zendaya, I think. Yeah, okay. Like, black, absolutely, should not be the face of black women. Mm. Right? Meghan Markle should not be the face of oppression against black women. Mm. It, that's an incomplete story. Mm. Right? Unless there's equity for all black people, including our dark skinned brothers and sisters, that it's keep it, right? Like, don't. I don't want to fall for the okie doke. Like those, like imagine Holly Berry had been like ten shades darker. Would she have been the first black person to win the Oscar? Black woman to win the Oscar? Hell no. Probably not. Like hell no, right? Like I love Holly Berry. She's hot. She can marry me. I hear you're pregnant. I make a great step mommy. Like hit me up, girl. But also, like let's be real i just watched you on your little podcast too or your little instagram tv thing and you say it's just a job for you so i don't feel bad saying that holly berry can't act she can but she can't at the same time because storm was a fucking travesty (laughs) right Catwoman. she says she just she's like it's a job it i make money i need to make a living i take roles that you know i don't give a fuck about because it's a paycheck i'm like okay cool your body wow. work shows up, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and I, don't, I don't, get your bag, sis. Get your bag, sis. Right, but like she won the Oscar instead of I don't know any of them. Uh, yeah, I'm. This is one of the things that like uh, I feel like everyone in the black community is still upset about. But when they replaced it, they replaced it. Sorry, when they replaced Aunt Viv. You know, mm-hmm. a real one, and everybody knows who the fuck I mean. Like mm-hmm. real one dancing like a, oh that oh that dance God. scene still like is like the best thing that's ever happened yeah. to a sitcom. Yeah, the real Aunt Viv, and they put in this light bright woman who can't act, who doesn't have the same vibe, doesn't have the mm-hmm. same feel, can't even hold her own with Philip Avery and Will Smith in a scene. When they mm-hmm. replaced her with that, we all knew it was up. Mm. Right, that black woman didn't get to have a bad day. That dark skinned black woman didn't have. I don't know if anybody's watched the, watched the, the documentary. Yeah, that he the reunion. He, yeah, mm-hmm. but if you have, like, I was upset that they didn't just say what needed to be said because yeah. part of the reason why Will Smith 
with not hearing this woman, not acknowledging her pain, not realizing Mm -hmm. that it was not about his light skin ass Mm. was because she was dark skin. Mm. Right. And if she had been lighter, right, even his shade, I'm not saying Will Smith is light skin, but he is on that lighter side of the spectrum. Right. Then I don't even think that would have happened. Yep. And it's, it's like a really frustrating situation. I think to see that kind of play out like last episode, I talked about how I didn't want to see, black people in power but i guess i forgot that light-skinned black people already are kind of in power in our community and look what the fuck they do Mm -hmm. right or like when black men are in power look what the fuck they do Mm. um because there's really no reason to have colorism in our community except for that we have such ingrained internalized hatred self-hate um because you like looking at someone darker skinned than you and being like, Ugh, is like hating on yourself. Yeah, yeah. You know, because why why would that why would someone blacker than you be seen as a negative if you love yourself? Mm. Why would someone who has more melanin than you be seen as a negative if you love your melanin? You don't. Mm. Right? Mm. Um Pac and I have been debating about interracial dating as whether whether we want to do an episode on that but um, we might not but I just want to say like that might also be it right because I feel (laughs) I feel like a lot of people like interracial dating you can't you can't talk about interracial dating without talking about colorism right you can't talk about why so many of black people and I'm not even going to just say black men because I've seen it a lot in black women here now too you can't talk about how so many of them see white people as an acceptable partner given what the fuck white people do to us in our country um Mm -hmm. if you're not going to talk about that internalized self-hatred that fuels colorism right like Mm -hmm. be honest with yourself people in interracial relationships what is it about that white partner that lets you sleep easy at night with them their white supremacy their Mm. patriarchy their capitalism the fact that their family probably does not like you get out right Mm. um or like the fact that they're gonna age like spoiled milk like what is it about them that's really giving it to you or doing it for you because i don't know if i could ever never mind that's me i'm not gonna say that (laughs) um (laughs) i'm not gonna say that but like i i i I think that part of it is, like, the status symbol of having a white partner. Mm. I think part of it is, like, the implied stability of having a white partner, which I don't know about y'all, but they don't seem like the most mentally stable people in the world. Just saying. Um, (laughs) But also, I feel like it has to do about your children and y'all wanting to have lighter-skinned children. And I, I don't think that a lot of the people that are in interracial relationships when you're thinking about black partner, white partner, want to talk about that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because especially, I I noticed this trend at a wedding I attended, um, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to say more than that, but I was at a wedding and pretty much everyone who had a partner there had a white partner. And I'm sitting here 
looking wow. around. And, and, you know, I'm not talking, I mean, obviously, I guess, yeah, everybody did have a white partner because even the white people had white partners, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the, you know, but like pretty much every black person that I knew who was there with a partner, except for maybe one, and I feel like I'm just being nice by saying one because I can't remember this, but I think there was one. Uh-huh. Um, we're with a white, and it was, you know, black woman, white dude white girl black dude like they were there and i was just sitting there just like show me you hate yourself without showing me you hate yourself like that's how i felt in that moment right yeah um show me that you don't think your blackness is good enough to date without showing me you don't don't think your blackness is good enough to date because not Mm -hmm. only at that wedding was I like surrounded by like interracial people, couples, which I was like, all right, whatever, just how we getting down. Like they were all friends with each other. So it's not even like they were like, it's not even like it was like a one-off or this just happened to happen. Like they specifically chose other black people to be friends with who valued having a white partner too. And I was like, God damn the colorism, right? Like all you guys just want to have a bunch of like light skin mixed babies. Mm. And I was just like, but yeah, so colorism is kind of the worst because you kind of I I expect black people to be better than mm-hmm. our colorist notions. Um, but colorism again, angry stepchild, ugly stepchild of mm-hmm. racism, mm-hmm. and like you know, making sure that on that plantation that you treated the house slave a little bit better than you treated the field slave is a great way to sow dissension within the ranks. Mm -hmm. Making sure that they might have had like a, being able to sleep in the house instead of the huts by the field, you know, like that's a great way to make people feel resentment towards others that they should be, they should be in solidarity with. Right. Yeah. Um, So, Let's not get it twisted. Colorism didn't pop up out of nowhere. Colorism is a, a byproduct of racism, and it is probably one of white supremacy's like strongest tools. Mm. Right, mm. the idea that you can go into any community of any color and start separating them by their skin shades, even though mm-hmm. you're treating them all fucked up, you know, just mm-hmm. varying degrees of fucked up, mm-hmm. um, is a problem. You know, like I, I always look at at Asian people with a side eye because y'all have bit off on colorism. Oh yeah, yeah like in ways that like I'm sure there's colorism between in your community, and mm-hmm. you can tell us about that. But I also mm-hmm. feel like y'all are colorist to other groups as well, right? Mm-hmm. Like y'all treat South Asian and Southeast Asian people worse because they're dark skin. Mm-hmm. Um, and you treat, or you look down on Hispanic and Latino people because they're darker skin than you. And then Mm -hmm. the same thing could be said for black people. So you guys are like, Ooh, we're closest to whiteness. We're the best. And a lot of people are like, Oh, it's a model minority myth. And it's all this other stuff. And they're hyping me up. But why did white people decide to hype up the people that are closest in color to them? And Mm y'all never think about that, you know, Mm -hmm. um, like, there's a reason why they gave you the model minority title and it's because you're closest to them in skin tone. Mm. You're not even yeah. closest to them on the on the map. You're just closest to them in skin tone. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
like Middle East, which is Asia, I guess. But y'all don't even want to claim that because they're real dark no. over there, right? Like they, <laughs> right. y'all don't want to claim that one at all. <sighs> so I don't know. It's it's interesting because I don't think that the majority of Asian people understand the role that colorism plays in their everyday lives. That's why y'all were up here talking about, help me! Now! You must! Brown people! Stand up for me! Um, And, like, I'm being a... Y'all did sound like some light brights. (laughs) Honestly. Um, And you just, you have, like, a passing privilege as a, a cultural community that needs to be acknowledged. Uh, a passing privilege that was given to you by white people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I feel like colorism may have existed like way in the past in Korea too, because of that hierarchy. Like if you're rich, you just stay in the house, you study, you don't really do field work. People who are out, you know, doing the work, they're a little more poor. So there is definitely classism. But I feel like modern day colorism in Korea is definitely, it definitely stems from white supremacy and anti-blackness. And people don't want to recognize that or like they're completely blind to it. So whenever this topic comes up within Korean community, especially like you know, all over the internet. They're like, oh, no, it's because, you know, people used to think that farmers are, you know, lower class, so they don't want to be dark-skinned. That's still not nice, you know? Yeah, and I I just, I don't even know if I buy it, you know what I mean? Like, that'd be the... It's not not the same... uh, To me, that part kind of sounds like, you know, how, like, at times, depending on your body type, you in Europe you were considered wealthy or not wealthy. Like if you were fat at times, it was like, oh, because you're not working and da da da, and you're not starving. Right, right. It That's feels also more, probably in Korea, yeah. Yeah, it feels like more of that than it does yeah. like acknowledging white. I mean, I mean, you know, if this was before, I still don't know. You know, we were talking about last episode. Yeah. I still don't know if I think, like, I don't know when white supremacy started. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's insidious. Yeah, so I don't I don't know if white supremacy is present in communities before white people show up in mm. the same way that anti-blackness is present in communities before people ever meet black people. You know, I don't mm. know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Sure. I mean like long long time ago when there was probably like absolutely no communication. Yeah. Okay. Maybe, but yeah, but I don't know second, if colorism was that big of a the, thing. Mm-hmm. that's what i mean like yeah is it and now people are obsessed with you know making their skin lighter color Ooh. well i'm glad you said it be- i'm glad you said it because i was definitely gonna come for the korean makeup industry and their skin lightening and putting yeah shit. yeah i don't know about bleaching but celebrities especially celebrities are getting something done where like they're like injecting vitamins in their skin or whatever that they want okay so many celebrities when they debut they might be a little darker skinned but eventually as <coughs> years go by for some reason <laughs> for some reason Ooh. 
they get lighter and lighter. Stacy Dash. <laughs> Have you seen her recently? I don't think so. Google her right now. Okay. Google her right now. Because holy, y'all Google her too while you're waiting for Pat to do it. Because uh-uh. I saw a picture of her on the shade room recently. I was like, who the fuck is that? Not the girl from Clueless. That this is her. Yes, girl. This is this is her. <laughs> yes, girl. I'm like, not chocolate Stacy Dash. What happened? What yeah, happened? Wow. What happened? Wowza. Like Stacy Dash and Clueless is around my skin shade. Now she's like a Jessica Alba skin shade. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's concerning. Wow. That's what being a Republican will do to your skin. Oof. She's you know she's from the Bronx too. You know she's girl. Do you not know who Stacey Dash is now? I I I know who she is, but I didn't know she was from the Bronx. She's from the Bronx. She's a Trump supporter. She was like an adamant Trump supporter. Came out and supported him multiple times. No, she's like the she's like the the female Kanye West. Uh uh. Female Kanye. We don't claim her no more. It's it's good she's lighting her skin because we don't claim her no more. Oh my god. You know who I'll take? That white bitch from Clueless. I don't remember her name, but she can come <laughs> over. <laughs> no, no. But for real, she gonna stay because I don't want no more no more crook out passes. But I would rather deal with her than deal with Stacey Dash. Wow. How you gonna be a Trump supporter? Your middle name is Loretta. Bitch. <laughs> 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 wow. Yeah, but anyways, I feel like K-pop industry and all this like K-beauty thing is you know feeding it into it. It's not even just like evening, evening out your skin tone. It's like you want your skin to be lighter, and that's what people yeah. are obsessed about. No, while we're debating this, or we're well not debating this, but while we're talking about this, can you please stop sending me white emojis? What? Oh, it's just a... I didn't even... Like, you not... Like, okay, so... I understand that the world of emojis is still racist towards you, Can- and your skin tone is not there. I get it. <laughs> I totally get it. I mean, yellow. Exactly, and I wouldn't want to put yellow either, so I'm not trying to tell you, like, you can't use emojis. I'm just... Just just tell me okay instead of sending me a thumbs up. Okay, I, I will I will do that from now on. Because it's so jarring. I'm like... Oh. Can I can I actually tell you? Emojis are invented by Japan. Mm. They hate so, themselves too, huh? Yeah. Because I, I was like... When you first did it, I was like, huh. And then as it kept happening... It's just me like, being lazy, but I wasn't thinking about it like that. I was like, damn, why are my Asian friends sending me white people emojis? <laughs> go to is yellow. No, 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 no. You sent me, go look at, okay, if you all are looking at, uh, if you have an Apple phone and you're looking at the emojis, there's a yellow one, then there's uh-huh. like that white one, then there's like the one where I would have put if I was you, then there's like the light bright people or like the the biracial maybe the hispanic people uh, 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 then black uh, uh, and then there's okay. dark skinned people ah uh, okay 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 right 
But you give me white person, I'm like, oh, shit. You give me the same emoji that Aaron gives me. What? <laughs> okay, yeah. wait. Yeah. No, that's not right then. Just to oh, put oh, you in perspective. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know what I just realized? I have like a Korean keyboard, so I can't even back up Koreans on this anymore because I have like a Korean keyboard that lets me use like different um, whatever. And then mm-hmm. there, there, the go to emojis are not yellow, but they're white. Ooh, colorism. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> there, we go. <laughs> there we go. End scene. I mean, think about it this way when you think about colorism, um, I want everyone right now, including you, Pack, close your eyes. I want to say the word white. What what are the what virtues are associated with white? <sighs> Innocent and you know, like pure, clean. Mm-hmm. What virtues are associated with black? Anything negative, honestly. Mm-hmm. Which cowboy was the good one? The one dressed in white or the one dressed in black? (laughs) I guess white. Yeah, right? Like, even fucking Colonel Sanders. Like, Mm. I feel like Colonel Sanders started on a plantation, but he gets to be a good, innocent dude, even though he's, like, stealing chicken from people. You know? Like, Mm. that's cultural. Like, KFC is cultural appropriation in a meal. Um, yeah, I don't care if Kentucky is the South. Um, I just you you see like the color is like there's a reason why so many black people love Fenty, um, like Rihanna's makeup line because mm-hmm. she starts the opposite way of everybody else. Even our, the emojis that we were just looking at went from like that default yellow, whatever Simpson yellow, but then it went. It went white to darkest, right? Um, most makeup companies, when you're looking at their products, do the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like light to darkest. Fenty does the opposite. Mm-hmm. The, she does her darkest mm-hmm. shade first and then goes down. Um, because you you constantly see people putting dark skin people dead last, even if it's unintentional yeah. and it's like a subconscious thing, like with makeup. But mm-hmm. that's... So, subconscious things start to like sink in right like our mm-hmm. society puts dark-skinned people dead ass last and don't yeah. let you be a dark-skinned trans woman right because that's your ass yeah um and it, it's it's interesting to me um just because i i can't i can't fathom not wanting melanin in your skin mm-hmm. have you seen how we age melanin yeah have you seen how my son glistens or my skin glistens in the sun sorry melanin yeah like have you seen how i look good in literally any shade that's ever been made melanin i'm like who would not want this why are we hating other people that have it or people that have more i mean white people want it i mean yeah now they do now now they're (laughs) now they're like admitting it yeah (laughs) Like that old saying, everybody wants to be black till it's time to be black. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. so true. <laughs> like, it, I mean, yeah. Because like everybody wants to do everything that we want to do. Want to have fun. 
want to want to take our music, our clothing, our food, da 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 da. But do you want to you want to trade places with me in a when I've been pulled over by the cops? No, huh? <laughs> like no, 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 no. Do you want to be black going in for that interview? Why? Oh, I didn't think so. Do you want to be a black woman going to that hospital to give birth? Oh no, I didn't think mm. so, huh? Oh god. <laughs> Do you want to be black in a court of law? Oh no, I didn't think so. <laughs> like everyone's be black until this time, and I think that's the that's the same thing. Like there's so there's this weird thing that's going on now where I feel like a lot of modeling agencies are obsessed with like very very dark skinned women. In like a really exoticizing, like fetishizing way, mm-hmm. um, that like I don't like. There's a they're always, always, always trying to put these really, really dark skinned women with um, yeah. like people that are have albinism or like are just like very pale as a contrast oh, yeah. or something like that, uh-huh, uh-huh. and it's always fucking weird, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just like. Even when we are celebrating dark-skinned women, how do we do so without fetishizing them and making them look like they are on display? Because yeah, it's fucking weird. That whole industry is so toxic, too. I mean, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Colorism all throughout that shit. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting to me because, like, I don't think that dark-skinned black women are asking to... Uh, be the face of exoticism in the modeling industry I think they're Mm -hmm. asking to be treated the same way that everyone else is Mm -hmm. Um, and to not face added discrimination just because they happen to be darker than I mean white people but also other black people you know yeah yeah because it's it's weird how often it pops up in the media it's weird how often it pops up in society but it's also weird how, how often it pops up in our homes, you know? Yeah. Um, and that one, to me, is just, like, more damaging. Like, whether it be the statements that are made about your skin tone, um, you know, I've definitely heard and seen dark-skinned black women be called, like, roaches. Um, that one bitch, what's her name? God. And so I, I am on the shade room now, and I feel like it mm-hmm. only like it it keeps me in tune with a certain sect of Black culture, mm-hmm. um, but it also makes me know people I have literally I care zero fucks about. Mm-hmm. Um, like what's it, oh what's her name? Ugh, everyone who's black is listening to me right now, screaming this bitch's name and like give me your black card. Um she she was dating hold up she was dating i listen there's so many young new rappers i she was dating the baby or little baby i forget which one um i think it was what's her name yes okay it was the baby and her name is danny lee and she made this really fucked up song where she got dragged from for all of the uh black women everywhere um yes it was called yellow bone what yes Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, yes so it was called yellow bone um and ooh, it was 
Um, I'm gonna just put it out here. It was everything that y'all think it was. It was awful. Um, and my favorite part about the this song is that. Hold on, let me get the exact lyrics because again, uh, karma is a bitch. Hold on. <laughs> what are the lyrics? When you look up this song, all it comes up with is. Danny Lee apologizes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm seeing right now. Yep. That's what it was. Yellow bone. That's what he wants. Yellow bone. That's what he wants. Right? Like, that's what she kept saying throughout this whole song, which is literally a chorus and a, vo- a verse. Like, yellow what? bone. That's what he wants. Um, spoiler alert. Plot twist. Yellow bone was not what he wanted. He dumped her ass. But. <laughs> I'm a big fan of irony and karma. Like, it's my favorite. So, Mm -hmm. that idea that, like, first of all, let's talk about how this, like, Dominican, maybe Afro-Dominican if we want to give it to her, but, like, I'm not a fan of that. But, all right, let's talk about how she came in here and decided that she spoke for all Black men, decided that she was a Black woman, (laughs) and, because, like, listen to me. Yellow bone, I don't think I've ever heard anybody actually use it. I've heard like red bone, like you know, mm. Charles Gambino, but like mm. also that's just been a term in our culture for forever. Um, yeah. but like why she even thought that she had the ability to talk about black people and colorism is just it's the audacity for me, right? Like, yeah. she should all light brights. Listen clearly. You should shut the fuck up when it comes to this. Like, you should not be taking up space. I honestly shouldn't be taking up as much space, but we I didn't get a chance to get my friend to come on. But, like, this is a moment where we all shut up and listen to dark-skinned women and about what they are facing, right? Mm-hmm. And the kind of discrimination that is directed at them and only them, right? Mm-hmm. So we really shouldn't have, like, a vested interest in like letting our own our own experiences overshadow theirs right like we should be lifting up their voices because we already know that people are less likely to listen to them that they are more they're like it's something ridiculously fucked up like so like they're less likely to find a partner they are there's like I mean, pretty much anything that you can think of, like, it is worse for them. They're more likely to go to prison. Um, They're more likely to be arrested. They're more likely to be killed by the cops. Um, Like, pretty much all the negatives that you can think of for Black people or Black women, double that shit, right? Because it's worse for them. Um, and there's, I don't know, there, I had it in my head, it just left me, but there's just, there's something about it that I just, that just really irks me when I see light-skinned people taking up space in this conversation, Mm. right? Like, because they shouldn't, even brown-skinned girls like myself, like, we, we, can support our dark-skinned sisters but like we're not 
I know that oppression doesn't stop with me, you know, like it gets right. for, far worse for other people that look like me, but are darker than me, you know? Yeah. Um, and I, and I think that like, it's kind of disgusting how much space people like Danny Lee take up. Mm-hmm. Um, Amanda Seals takes up, um, like all of the Tracy Ellis Ross takes up, right? Mm-hmm. Like all of the space that the, like, I'm not even saying Taraji is dark skin, but like the fact that perfect, right? This is actually perfect. So Gabby mm-hmm. Union, Taraji, and um, Tracy Ellis Ross all came, and these women are friends. So yeah, don't ever think that they're not. But all three of these women came out with uh, a hair care line around the same time, probably within the six months, right? Um, wow. Yeah. And so Tracy Ellis Ross is- You sure they're friends? <laughs> Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I know, right? Um, Tracy Ellis Ross comes out with Pattern Beauty. Um, yeah. Traji P. Henson's one is something. Let me think about what it is. Uh, what is it called? It's crazy because I have, I use it and I can't remember what it's called. Uh, oh, duh. Because it's TPH. It's her name. Oh, oh. I was like, Wait, I was like, I know this. I have it. I have it all up in my my bathroom. But mm. and then uh, Gabby Union's is like flawless by GU, right? So to me, the idea that Tracy Ellis Ross became like the spokesperson for natural hair is annoying as fuck, and it's colorism, right? Mm. Like Tracy Ellis Ross has beautiful hair it's gorgeous i love it i love it when it's out i i'm like fuck yes right but tracy ellis ross is biracial yeah and colorism lets biracial people like really feel like listen i'm not saying you're not black i'm saying you're also white Mm -mm. and i think that like when you tell a biracial person that especially one who has never really been accepted by either community. It mm. always gets under their skin a little bit. Mm-mm. But I'm saying that light-skinned people and biracial people who take up space like that are fucked because you're actually taking the space of a darker-skinned person who should be there, right? Representation mm-hmm. matters. There's actually a reason I didn't even really think about it until I said it out loud. There's probably a reason why I got Taraji P. Henson's hair care products out of all three of them, right? Because she looks like me, mm-hmm. right? Like, her hair looks like mine, mm-hmm. right? So I'm like, all right cool I, i'm gonna get someone who looks like me hair care product and so for like these light-skinned people or biracial people to take up the representation for black women is is detrimental right mm. because then little dark-skinned girls don't see themselves mm. um little brown-skilled girls don't see themselves they're like oh to be accepted i need to be lighter and black people bleach their skin too looking at you michael Mm. jackson right like it happens as well and it's because like the representation for us isn't there because those light-skinned people those biracial people are palatable to white Mm. people Mm. right like in ways that dark-skinned people brown-skinned people are not you know like are not Mm. they again passing privilege is a thing and it it, 
And I really, who was it? Was it, there were a couple of actresses in Hollywood. Uh, what was it? was nah. The girl that's in Crash. It's not Rosario Dawson, but it's the other one. Um, What's her name? Oh, Fanny Newton, right? She is, I know for a fact that Fanny Newton has like turned down roles because she's like, ooh, that should have been a black person. Like a blacker skin person, I mean, right? And I really appreciate that. And if you're like light skin or you're biracial, and you're like, "What can I do? How can I help?" Like you can, you can say no mm-hmm. to these opportunities that are just being given to you because of your skin color. Mm-hmm. You can refuse them. You should be like, "Oh, actually, that person would be a better fit." Mm-hmm. Right? Because like they do that all the time. Like, and not only. Not only, especially when you're thinking about Hollywood, not only does that, like, is that not okay in terms of, like, people today are not seeing themselves, right? But oftentimes, these light-skinned people are chosen to be the actors or actresses and biopics that are about dark-skinned people, right? So not Mm. only do you, like, not give people the representation today, but you also whitewash history and make people who did accomplish things who were dark-skinned, like, disappear because people learn about them from your biopic. Mm. Um, And can't stand it. Pisses me all the way the fuck off because everyone deserves to see themselves on the big screen. Everyone deserves to, to, to not be limited by racial inequality. Yeah. You know, and not have to, like, I don't know, like, not have to be, like, uh, like, can I do that? Like, I've never seen someone like me do that. Is that possible for me? Mm. Like, everyone deserves the right to not feel that way. Yeah. And that's why I, that's why I fucking love Black Panther. That, oh my god, you, I was just, I was just thinking about that. Wow. Right? They did not, <sighs> they did not cast light-skinned people because it was in fucking Africa. Like, granted, yeah. there were definitely, like, American people playing African characters, but African people play American characters all the time. Um, <laughs> you know. Uh, so there's that. But, like, it was really, really nice not just seeing a movie full of melanin and it wasn't there were no light-skinned characters and i didn't hear a single light-skinned person complaining about it either right so like representation of our darkest people does inherently give everyone who is lighter than that representation too Mm. um like there were I, i guess there probably were people my shade in that movie i didn't notice because like lupita was there You know? Uh, yep. Yeah. You know. I mean, Chadwick was there too, but I wasn't checking for him. <laughs> it was it was Lupita, Dane. It was good shit. Ah, <laughs> uh, that was a good movie. It's a. It was a fantastic. I saw that movie like three times in theaters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's worth it. It was epic. It's still yeah. epic. Yeah. Um, I'll be upset. And the music is just like... Yeah, <sighs> that soundtrack is one of the best albums of all time. Like, <sighs> Seriously. Yeah. Shouldn't even call it a soundtrack because it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. True. I'm excited about... Um, 
I'm excited about the second one, but like less excited than I would have been. Yeah. Though I am still, I'm still upset about them like changing. The the one the one thing that I okay the one thing that I really didn't like about Black Panther is that Mm -hmm. Nakia should be Storm. Mm. And like literally same actress. Y'all, wouldn't you love to see Lupita be Storm? Because oh, I would, yep. she would fucking kill that. Yep. She would fucking kill that. And that's another thing. I, w- I meant to say this while we were talking about Holly Berry, but why the fuck was Holly Berry Storm? Holly Berry is, yes, Africans come in all shades, but like when you're thinking of Storm, she's always a dark skinned woman mm. from Africa. Mm-hmm. why was Holly Berry paling her in the first place and then she has to be this meek watered down version of this badass fucking character <sighs> and I make it make sense cause yeah. that that mm, that storm is like a travesty to the character and the fact that that's the only storm that's really ever been in movies is just like fucked up because listen y'all Storm is the shit, and it is colorist of us not to give her her flowers exactly as they should be given, because she's like, like, Storm can control the weather, which means that she can control magnetic poles, which means that she can do Magneto's job, too, like, like mm-hmm. all of the things that Storm can do, like, were completely watered down in that movie, and in private, a lot of iterations of Storm after that. The only Storm that I really like but I also don't like currently is the Ta-Nehisi Coates storm because I don't know if you guys know this Ta-Nehisi Coates like the guy that wrote Between the World and Me A Beautiful Struggle like all all of those like ridiculously fire um black memoirs uh is writing right now for Captain America so he's writing the full (sighs) run of the Captain America comics and he's also writing the Black Panther comics right now Um, and to have like such an intelligent and like socially conscious dude writing the Captain America and Black Panther comics is like everything it's it's (sighs) fantastic Um, the only thing I don't like about Storm there is that she is because it is by nature of it being the Black Panther comics she's a little bit too wrapped up in T'Challa for me Um, but if you don't know anything about the comics of Black Panther and you just saw the movie T'Challa and Storm are married and divorced at this point but like they're a couple so when I say like Nakia should have been Storm that's what I meant I mean like bitch where's my Storm I was waiting for Storm to come in you made up this fucking character for Lupita to play but she could have been Storm that's all I'm saying (laughs) we need that now yep but no we don't because Lupita better be in the next one he can't leave yeah, her oh, now. That's, true. <laughs> like, that's why I'm like, y'all fucked up. Because <laughs> oh. I don't want to see Lupita. First of all, I don't know if you guys know this, but you guys should absolutely follow Lupita on, um, she's, on Instagram. She's so cute. She's wholesome. She's, she's so wholesome. She's so fucking yeah. cute. Like, she'll be like riding around with her mom singing. It's fucking cute. Yeah. But my crush wasn't already like massive. It's like out of this world now. <laughs> I feel like no, like I'll fall in love with someone that I talk about every time we do a podcast, but I feel like Lupita has been mentioned multiple times. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And that's how you know it's true love. <laughs> so the conclusion of this episode is Lupita, please just marry Jesse. 
yeah, man. <laughs> like, I got you. I will move to Africa. We can have a, a grand old gay time in Africa. <laughs> like, it'll be great. Um, You know, maybe, maybe, like, I don't know. I don't know, girl, but we should, we should, <laughs> we should make it happen. If you ever hear this, tell Tay to talk to Winston to, and Winston to talk to her. Oh, yeah. I know you, girl. We're like four people apart. Yep, yep. Actually, yep. Like, we're literally four people apart. This could happen. <laughs> this could happen. I know you're a little older than me, but like, this is how we defeat colorism. <laughs> it's not, but I mean, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Like, this is how we cure generational curses. You date me. You marry me. You sugar mama me. <laughs> and just, you know, ride a Jeep around Serengeti. That's what I want out of my life mm-hmm. with Lupita Nyong'o. That's mm-hmm. literally what I want. <laughs> but, like, colorism doesn't want me to have it. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Because realistically, okay, when you're when you're thinking about um, when you see a black person in a main character, mm-hmm. who's their romantic partner? I feel like usually a white person. Totally right because because they they don't want us to be together, Lupita. Let's break generational <laughs> curses right now, right now. All know. the listeners, we have found the cure huh? for colorism. <laughs> We have found the cure for colors. Yeah. <laughs> right now. I'm just saying. Like, you know how pretty our babies would be? They would be little mm. Lupitas. Because <laughs> I'm not going to carry a girl, but like, I believe in you. <laughs> uh, I, I'm just saying, you know. Colorism could end, but Lupita plan. <laughs> uh, but in all honesty, like colorism is going to be around for a, a very long time. Uh, as long as racism is around, colorism mm. will be. And I honestly think yeah. that colorism is going to be like even more difficult to eradicate than racism is in a lot of ways because it's yeah. just like. It's so insidiously wrapped up in all of our relations with in our own communities and then yeah. intra community too. Like it's it's just like it's it's I don't know, it's hard. Um like it's also the reason why um I okay, this is a slightly side note, but not side note. I think that the word the phrase people of color is colorist. Um it is because you know we don't all have the same experiences and like trying to lump up everyone from like literally far east asian people to like dark-skinned black people as the same experience is wholly inaccurate right but Mm. also it's just like gaslighting Mm. right gaslighting is like my favorite word but because gaslighting is everywhere (laughs) in our society yeah Yeah. it's once I learned what gaslighting was, I was like, uh-uh. That dude's doing that to me. 
my mama doing that to me mm. um all of society is doing that to me and i'm doing that to me oh shit yeah, <laughs> yeah. like once i knew what it was i was like oh okay let me um let me uh, figure <laughs> this out a little bit more and like this is a problem it's everywhere and i i definitely think that the term poc is like extremely colorist um and I, I I get the idea of it, like yes, let's unite against white supremacy. People that are affected by it, like absolutely, yeah. but like my people fought too damn hard not to be colored for y'all to just put it back in there. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Like my mom's birth certificate says colored on it. <gasps> You know, wow. like she's born in 19. Um, sorry, Whoop. almost lost my life. She was born in Nunya business. <laughs> <laughs> almost lost my life, but um, you know, I could just that's crazy. Yeah, my mom is not old, right? So her birth certificate says color. She's born in Alabama. Um, wow. and so to me, like, not only is it just like gaslighty as fuck to like use the term mm-hmm. people of color but it also is ignorant as fuck because like it's going backwards i we talked about reclaiming words last episode but like i don't think i gave my opinion i don't really think that you can reclaim a word you can to a, mm-hmm. a degree but that doesn't mean that that word doesn't mean exactly what the fuck yeah what they, yeah ooh, sorry <laughs> that doesn't mean that that word doesn't mean exactly what it meant before mm-hmm. 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 like i don't necessarily believe that you can reclaim a word i think you can to a certain dis- uh, extent but at the end of the day that word that they used against you is still how they feel and it's still a word that they can conti- especially if it's still a word that they continue to use derogatorily like mm. you didn't reclaim shit because it still means the same thing Mm-mm. right and now you're just calling your- yourself that like I occasionally use the N-word among other black people. If there's literally anyone who's not black around, that word will never come out of my mouth. Um, unless I'm just like, I think it has come out one time in the in, in the classroom. Um, like one time, because a kid was doing like something, like a black kid was doing something like completely ridiculous. And yeah. I look at it, I'm like, nigga, what? <laughs> <laughs> And he looked at me like, Miss Jackson, I was like, I'm sorry, bro. That was like, that was a lot. <laughs> I, was, I think it was Scott Merchant. I was like, oh, of course. I was like, that was a lot, bro. Like, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to say that, but damn, bro. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> but for the most uh, part, like whenever we're in mixed company, it never yeah. leaves my mouth. Um, yeah, I I don't refer to myself as a dyke, but I don't care if someone does. But at the mm. same time, I 100% understand like people from an older generation being like, "Fuck that," because yeah. that was just and people from our generation. I don't like. I will accept someone calling me that because I don't mm. really care. But I do care. I remember one time. This is why we stopped going to that deli or going to it as frequently um, until like mm-hmm. I got fired because he called one of our students that while she, listen, 
nobody had more right to be upset with this girl than me because I caught her at the deli during my lunch when she had just skipped my class the period before. <laughs> Getting lunch. Like, no one had more right to be like, what the fuck, kid? Uh-huh. <laughs> but, like, he he I he had heard me kind of dig into her about it because like I'm not gonna not say nothing. You just skip my class and you up here getting a bacon egg and cheese. Like that's not me as a teacher. I'm gonna have to say some shit, right? Yeah. Um, but like as soon as she left, she's like, "Yeah, that little dyke." Da 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 da. I was like, "Oh no, Jesus. sir!" Like, "Oh no 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 no." I'm mad at her because she skipped my class, not because of who she is. Get the fuck out yeah. of my face. You know what I mean? And we stopped going there for like a long time till like I got I don't know if he got fired or if he just stopped working there, but he doesn't work there now. And I was like, mm. cool, I can go I can go visit my man Sam. Because mm. like it's a great deli. Don't get me wrong. It's a fantastic deli. But like I that's these these instances are part of the reason why I'm like, I don't really believe in reclaiming a word. Because yeah. If that word can at any moment be turned around to weaponize, be weaponized against you, like, mm. did you really reclaim it? Mm. You know? And so I don't, I don't like POC because, you know, I'm, I am not colored. I'm black. Hell, I'm really brown, yeah. but Y'all want to y'all want to come up in there too, even those of you that are not brown. So I'll, I'll I'm gonna go I'm gonna hang out with black people, but can you know every every POC is like I'm brown and black, and I'm like oh, uh, okay, <laughs> off white? We gonna take that? No, <laughs> okay, <laughs> like, okay, because you know like not everyone is actually brown, and that's okay. That doesn't mean yeah. that we are not also all facing racism. Yeah. Um, and I really want to talk about um, colorism in the Hispanic community, but I feel like we're going to get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I really want to talk about it. Because, um, I, I, again, do... Please, listeners, let me know. Slide in our DMs about this. But if you are Latino, Latinx, Latina, Hispanic, whatever is your preferred term, um, do y'all know that there are that's an ethnicity? <laughs> like, do you know what the difference is between a race and ethnicity? Chime off, like please slide into our DMs and like let me know if like if you know, okay, if you know, do you feel like a lot of the people around you know? Is it something that you found out? Is it is it common knowledge in your community that there is a difference between race and ethnicity and nationality? I I just want to know. That's all. I, yeah, I just want to know because then I also want to talk about like. How y'all get to be colorist against whole nations of people. Um, and like, what do the the brown and black people in your community have to say about that? Do they just like, you know, I just, I got questions to the white Latinos mm. of the world. I always have questions for white Latinos, but um, 
I got real questions when it comes to colorism for y'all. And, you know, I'm just going to ask them. I don't have all the answers by any means. Yeah. But I feel like some of these questions should be asked. Um, Like, what's your gripe with Afro-Latinos? Um, I do know the answer to that is colorism. But what's your gripe? Um... <laughs> Why do all of y'all want to claim it being indigenous when only some of y'all are? Mm. Um, why do most of you guys not want to acknowledge that Spain and Portugal are white countries? Mm. Uh, I just, I just need to got, I got, I got lots of questions about what's going on. Um, why do you, so many of you guys think that you're oppressed the same way that, uh, and I'm again talking to white Latinos here, not my indigenous ones or my black ones. These questions are strictly for, you know, your white friends, um, your white family. Like, I just, I just want to know why you think just because you're Latinx, Latino, Latina whatever we're gonna call it right now um because that seems like a weird designation anyway considering it's unlikely to exist but all right so how come how come we can't call y'all hispanic no more Hmm. i mean if you're portuguese i get it we probably shouldn't have been calling you that but your ancestors from spain how come we can't acknowledge that no more Is it because those really white people don't want to claim you guys because you're darker skinned than them? Um, And why is that everybody else's problem except for those really white people in Spain and Portugal? Mm. (laughs) Why why are you just like light skinned people in my community taking up so much space? Mm. Oop. I don't... Because... Listen, at first I used to say, like, you know how I'm like, black men are like the white people. Da, da. I used to be like, ooh, white Latinos are the white people. Da, da, da. And I meant it with the same energy. But then I thought about it, I was like, but you know, you're white. Wait, it's not like you are like white people. You are white. Hmm. Right? Like, I'm just like, wait, 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 wait. Why are we playing? It's <laughs> <laughs> in your name. Hmm. Because, you know, I I just, I just got questions. Um, you got any questions for them? Uh, basically everything you said. Mm. I mean, just even like looking at our school. You know? mm. Don't get me started <laughs> on those in our school now. I'm not really trying to get in trouble, but like... <laughs> This is this is completely anecdotal, but does support my general idea of white Latinos. But tell me why those white Latinos hang out with white people instead of the brown people in the building, almost exclusively. Oh. Right? Oh. Like, in our building, it's very segregated. Um, it is very segregated. The black people hang out together. Um, the, like, southeast asian people hang out together but um you know there it's it's crazy though we have how many 
I'm thinking one, two. Is there another one? Another like East Asian no, person? White, no, white Latino. I'm thinking of two. Oh, white. Oh. Um. History department, art department, but I'm, I can't think of a, another one. Yeah. So there's like, there's like two or three of them, but you would not know. Like, unless yeah. you knew their last name. Like, you would, ha- you, yeah. you would have literally no idea by the way that they carry themselves, um, what they talk about, and just, like, who they associate with. Like, yeah. if you're a long-time listener, you know how we feel about our history department and how racist those Trump supporters are. So, the mm. idea that there is a Latino man in that department who, like, is buddy-buddy with everybody is, like, nauseating to me. Um, because the black people in that department can't fucking stand their department, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, y'all are forgotten because they didn't hire an Asian history teacher. Because who needs to learn about your history, Pac? <laughs> no one, apparently. Yeah, so there is not one for, <laughs> but like, yeah, like the like the black teachers in that department are just like fuck out of here, um, especially. No, I'm not gonna do that. But yeah, yeah. So they're definitely not with the shits. But he is, um, and that's all fun and games, I guess. Until you're just like, what's wrong with you? Because I feel like the kids trust him more because of his last name, and then they get to know him, and they're like, whoa, this walks like a duck, but it does not quack like one. <laughs> like who? <laughs> And this, he's not a Latino. I mean, he is. He's a white one, and I think that's what, it, that's what we need yeah, to start doing. Sort of like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I was. I'll get to this, but then there is um, there's one that we can't really talk about. Talk about because they're our friend. Um, so we won't. <laughs> but I will say that the most egregious thing that this person has done, in my opinion is co-sign the idea that so many of our kids should go to trade school instead of college, which is a very anti-Black idea to me. Um, Mm. Especially because we deal with just special ed kids. Um, And I don't know if y'all know the stats, but like I think it's something in the 80s or 90% of special ed kids are like Black males in this country. Mm. So making special ed kids go to trade school instead of going to get a college degree like making black males go to trade school instead of getting a college degree is like super anti-black and it's not even like listen every child deserves to go to where they think they will flourish the best and trade school is the right option for quite a few of our students don't get me wrong don't get it twisted it's not the option for all of our students And it's not even the option for all of our students who have bad grades or do not like going to school or da-da-da. College is a completely different beast in high school. It's a completely different beast, like, actually studying what you give a fuck about versus having to study every subject. Mm. Right? Like, the way college clicks for a lot of people is the way that high school never did for a lot of people, you know? Mm. Um, And college isn't for everyone, but neither is trade school. Yeah. Yeah. and so, you know, there are just, like, these moments where I'm just like, ooh, that smells real white, right? You don't think that these kids are smart enough to go to college. And why do you not think these kids are smart enough to go to college? Because they're brown, varying shades of brown. And the darker mm-hmm. skin they are, I feel like the more they push the kids to go to straight school. Mm-hmm. Colorism, right? 
Like, um, dark-skinned people are definitely more likely to be seen as angry. Dark-skinned women are more likely to be seen as masculine as well. And, like, the idea that, like, you know, I'm thinking about a specific dark-skinned boy who did, 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 did have anger issues. But I feel like if he were a lighter shade, his anger issues would have been more, uh, like, easily shaken off. Right, like people wouldn't have dwelled mm. on them as much. He absolutely had anger issues. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> but like, I feel like people would not. But it's also like people didn't even try to understand why he, he like why very he... yeah why he acts that way or like even like read his IEP because you're his teacher. You should already know what his problems are, and you should already have strategies to, you know, interact with the student. Aren't we supposed of just- yeah. Aren't we supposed to individualize our teaching for every mm-hmm. student? And mm-hmm. so to not look at colorism or racism when you're thinking about teaching a student is not individualizing it, in my opinion. Um yeah. that kid, don't get me wrong, having him in my class was not a cakewalk. And there were times when he and I absolutely butted heads. One hundred percent. But like yeah. I didn't have nearly as much trouble with that kid as other people because like yeah you know because i was not treating him differently because of his skin color actually i was treating him differently because of his skin color i was treating him like i would treat any other black person you know (laughs) um and he was he's a good kid he's a he's annoying i you know he was annoying as shit but like he was a good kid he was a kid with a mental illness so you know and his mental illness i guess was like it's crazy like think about the way in which okay colorism at play you remember that one kid who beat up his his girlfriend and also pushed my co-teacher down uh-huh and how nothing really happened to him when he pushed my co-teacher uh-huh. down um and then nothing they really didn't try to save that girl um after uh-huh. you know like everybody just sat back and were like well we can't do it they're both like 18 or 17 18 we can't really do it if she doesn't want to and her right if she doesn't want to press charges and and how he was at school in our school building knowing damn well that we know that he was like beating one of our students and he was proud of it like he was you know basically flexing that he's back at school Mm mm-hmm but think about how quickly his incidents faded from memory and how people still talk about the boy we were just talking about. Yeah. Right? Because he punched a wall or he punched glass. He didn't even hurt anyone. He, this kid literally never put his hands on anyone in our school. He absolutely, like I said, he absolutely had anger issues. He would punch glass, he would punch walls, he broke things in our school. 100% right but he never touched a kid he never touched a teacher he never I never even when he was in full-blown meltdown road I never mm-hmm. felt afraid no never because I knew he was never going to do anything to me I knew he was never going to do anything mm-hmm. to the anybody in the classroom mostly mm-hmm. what I was afraid about was that he was going to hurt himself yeah exactly right? like he was going to break his wrist or he was going to break his hand punching yep a wall of that's made of concrete you know what i mean like it wasn't that i was afraid that he was going to do anything to anybody 
But that's because I wasn't looking at him as a dark-skinned black boy. I was looking at him as a child who has bipolar disorder. Mm-hmm. And is in the middle of an episode. Yeah. Um, and think, really, if you want to talk about colorism, remember that there were two kids in that class with bipolar disorder. And think about how differently they were treated. You know, like, think about how different, like, the darker-skinned kid was just, like, everything but a child of God. And then the other kid was blank is just being blank, you know? Sometimes he has bad days and we just deal with it, da-da-da. The first time I ever met this kid, he was um, in one of our friend's face, screaming at the top of his lungs, um, calling her out, cussing her out, like, literally inches from her face. And granted, by the time this kid graduated, I would have never imagined he would do something like that because he had just matured so much. But the first time I met him, like his sophomore year and that other kid's sophomore year, they were they were on par. They were doing and I, like even when I had both of them again when they were juniors and I had them with a white teacher, like the dark skinned boy was just lazy, didn't know what he was doing, was just like an angry kid and didn't care. But the other kid, he must not understand what's happening, right? He must need some extra work. Can you sit with him and da-da-da? Meanwhile, neither one of them are lazy. They just didn't understand. They were in over their heads, right? And I knew that about both of them because they were. that was the first time that they were in a big class, both of them, right? Mm. They were just over their head. It was going a lot faster. They didn't understand things. They didn't feel like they could ask for questions in the way that they could ask me questions when we were in the small class. They didn't want to be embarrassed, mm-hmm. right? That's all that was mm-hmm. happening. Um, but, like, even the idea that they weren't, like, the darker-skinned kid was not given the benefit of the doubt, or the idea that both kids, you know, because they were brown kids, were just, there had to be, like, something massively wrong instead of just like struggling to acclimate to the space Mm -hmm. um like one's racism racism the other's colorism but it's it's really apparent in our school i think one of the deans at our school pulled this data but dark-skinned kids in our school are far more likely to get suspended or get written up than other others students and this is what how you know it's colorism it doesn't matter what their ethnicity or their race is so like the dark skin like Guyanese kids are more likely to get it than light-skinned Hispanic kids in our building across the board um it doesn't it literally doesn't matter if they're black or they're just like from a, a culture where they have dark skin too um they're more likely to get fucked in our building which is like wild when you really think about it because like no funny shit when we first started when we first started at school um the gangs in our building were like latino gangs like they were doing the shit like these light-skinned boys were the ones i don't even want to say their names but like i had a class that had my first year at our school i had a class that had three gangs represented in the classroom and they were rival gangs um oh my god and it was it was it was a lot but they were listen i'm black i know about gangs because just by nature of the fact that everybody wants black people to know about gangs and it's so bad (laughs) um you know and like not for nothing what my brothers were involved in that kind of shit when we were younger um Mm -hmm. but like 
these were gangs I had literally never heard of because they were mm-hmm. Latino gangs. I was like, oh, but like when when teachers talk about gangs in our school, like they talk about it like it was black people. And I was like, oh, shit, but we weren't doing that. Like we really weren't. I mean, we were there were like, don't get me wrong. In our school, there was maybe still like there's like a presence of Crips. There's a presence of Bloods. Um, but the game, the two games I'm really talking about were Patria and Latin Kings, you know, and they were they were fucking some shit up that first year. Like a lot of the freshmen yeah. ended up joining one gang or the other. Like um, I had this one student who really wanted to get out of it, but was like terrified that they were going to jump him out. Um, yeah. And like was terrified about seeing these people in the school building and yada, 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 you know. Um, yeah. And I'm just like dude like colorism is so crazy because for whatever reason you just think that this light this gang full of light-skinned dudes is like not as dangerous as like the crypts or the bloods but like bro <laughs> like, yeah. like bro like uh you remember that that fucking brawl we had do you remember the one that Where was outside, outside of the subway outside. Yeah, 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 yeah. That huge, massive one that wasn't just our kids, but we were like kids from all over. Yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. that one. I'm just like, yo, did y'all check what those people look like? Did you play back the YouTube video? Cause, uh, <laughs> like, uh, um, I'm pretty sure. Cause you know the kids that got like investigated for gang activity, like yeah, some of them were brown black gang members, but like a lot of them got pulled in, had no, no affiliation with the gang, but were pulled in because they were black, whereas their like Latino counterparts were just like off to the races. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Our school is an interesting place when you really are thinking about colorism. Um, because our school is like it's just full of brown kids it's school of brown kids i'm even just thinking about our staff like all the staff too yeah like our school is interesting in that it is a place where a lot of dark-skinned black people work um Mm. which is great i I love that for our school um i love that representation Mm. for our school but i also noticed that beside like the dark skinned women in our school are, are afforded less opportunities than me or the dark skinned men. Mm, yeah. So it's 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 interesting, um, because our school has a, a lot of gender bias. Like a, a lot, a lot, a lot. Oh my god! It's a boys' yeah. club. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Which is crazy in this female profession, how <laughs> boys' clubs just claw their way in. Mm-hmm. Actually, I guess there are, you know what? There are more men than I would expect at a at a school, at our school. Yeah, that I guess that's true. Yep. Um, but I bet you, if we were elementary school, in elementary school, there would be less men. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. There's like there's men here because this is the intellectual part. <laughs> no, it just means that you can't handle little kids. Yeah, that's for the women. <laughs> You need to handle their emotions and all their little wants and needs and bathroom breaks and snack time. That's a woman's job. You just don't know how to because you <laughs> are a man. I mean, not because they're a man, because they don't want to. Yeah, that too. Yep, definitely. 
Like, you can't tell me that men don't know how to emotionally support people because men are inherently, like, don't know how to emotionally support people. <laughs> uh, like, no one comes out of the womb being like, I'm here for you. <laughs> That's a choice. <laughs> like, the choice yeah. to learn those skills, just like it's a choice to learn any skill. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, that's a whole nother topic about Seriously? men and the patriarchy and how dumb men are. They're not dumb. They're, <laughs> you know, I don't really like calling anybody lazy, but men are lazy. And I, and I don't mean <laughs> just like, I don't mean physically lazy. I mean, like, men are just emotionally lazy. Mm. You know? Wow, that explains a lot. Yeah. I just... I feel like be, calling them lazy is even too nice of a way to say it. <laughs> Emotionally bankrupt? Maybe that's what I want to say. Bankrupt! Maybe that's what I want to say. <laughs> uh, emotionally bankrupt. Nice. Every time I think about men, I think about how blessed I am to be a lesbian. It's, uh, it's like I can't imagine if if my mind was like you're attracted to that too. It would be it would be a travesty. Cause... <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. But let's see. Do we have anything else that we want to talk about with colorism? I feel like we touched everything. Um, I feel like now the trend is to more like accept who you are, but still colorism is so prevalent. And it has, like, deep roots that I'm just thinking in terms of, like, the Korean entertainment industry right now. But everybody's still very white, and they still want to be very white. So. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I feel like, I feel like most races wanting to be white is just so it's like almost like these people have blinders on because I was like, I, 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 yeah, because you know, I'm just like, they're so, it's not even a situation where you can be like, oh, the grass is greener on the other side because you can literally see that it's not. Yeah. So I, I, it, it just baffles me sometimes because I'm like, I'm not saying that white people struggle. But I'm saying, like, some of the... We talked about this before, but some of the things that they do struggle with is not for me, you know? I'm just like... Because mm. I, I always... I, you know, that stat about, like, white... Like, mental health is... Issues are diagnosed far higher in um, white countries than they are in other places other countries Mm-mm. and people always were like oh it's because those other countries lack a lot of resources and so a lot of that stuff goes undiagnosed which like i i think that there is a section of that but i i feel like that's also what the white media wants me to believe i sound like a conspiracy mm. theorist but like maybe that mental health <laughs> rates are just worse for them <laughs> you know what i mean we wouldn't we wouldn't know what's real and what's not because you know yeah and so I, it, when people like I feel like, yeah, being colorist and wanting to be closer to whiteness, because that's all colorism is, right? Like, just valuing people that are closer to whiteness. I'm just like, why? Why would you want that? Like, literally, why would you want that? 
Yeah. Oh, the last thing I wanted to talk about, and maybe you can put this in before when I'm talking about other media stuff. Uh-huh. But um, uh-huh. y'all know Chris Brown is a colorist, right? Did you guys know this? I, I just wanted to talk about this. Um, this is really, I want to talk about this to my really a conversation I'm having with other black people right now um, because we need to talk about this shit because Chris Brown just posted like one of the most gaslighting motherfucking things I have ever seen in my natural life. Let me read you this tweet that Chris Brown just posted on his Instagram. Yeah. Oh, did he get rid of it? Nope, it's here. God, because, you know. I want to be remembered for my kindness, for showing up, for giving second chances, for acknowledging my own toxic traits, and for loving selflessly. If If that ain't it, then I failed horribly. Remember to extend grace because we're all just walking each other home. What is he even saying? He's saying, let me gaslight your ass from 20 different angles. Because what the fuck? What? <laughs> All right. Let's let's say, for instance, that the world could pr- forget Rihanna's face after he beat mm-hmm. her ass to a pulp. Let's just say, mm-hmm. hypothetically, we could forget that. We fucking can't. First of all, like, we won't. We can't. We will never. But also just like... How is someone going to say that when this man literally denies dark-skinned women from coming into his section of whatever VIP club he has, right? So if he if he's got VIP whatever, he will not let dark women come in. And I mean any dark woman. I even... I even mean like servers. He won't let himself be served what? by a dark-skinned woman. Oh my! And if you think I'm just talking out my ass, I'm not because there are multiple women, dark skin women, who have come out and just called him a colorist. In fact, you know, you know how I know that he's a colorist more so than anything else is the fact that he also limited comments, so you can't even comment on his fucking <laughs> ghost gaslighting uh, post. You can't even say like "bitch, you're crazy," which is why, again, I'm so glad sometimes that the, sh- the shade room exists because they posted it, and mm-hmm. all the comments are just like, "bitch, we not gonna forget what you did to Rihanna, and your ass is a colorist, right?" Mm-hmm. And I need people to understand having a preference makes you either racist if you're not, you know, of that same whatever, but it also probably if you're Chris Brown and you think like that makes you a colorist asshole too. Right, having mm-hmm. a preference for light-skinned people is not preference; it's colorism. <laughs> right, having a preference for white people is not is not a preference; it's internalized self-hatred. Mm-hmm. Like, sorry about you, and I do mean I'm talking to like the black men and women who date white, but I'm also talking to people from your culture and Far yeah. East Asia that are like, yeah, like. Oh, definitely. You know, like, I just like this white dude because I like this white dude. Or I just want to be with this white woman because I like her. Like, oh, mm. so how come everybody else you date has been white too? Mm. <laughs> you know, I've just been around too many, by nature of the, the Latinas that I have dated, I've just been around a lot of different Latina families. Yeah. Um, and y'all got lots of work to do because colorism is bad in the yeah. black community, but it is like really, really fucking bad in yours. And I, I don't, I didn't really ever think that I would 
quantify it that way but like yeah like colorism is absolutely atrocious in the black community do not get me wrong um but it is far 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 worse in the latino community so um finally just went out and said it y'all got lots of work to do um and i'm not saying that my community doesn't because internalized racism is a hell of a thing um internalized anti-blackness internalized colorism it's hard but it's like y'all are y'all's is like different because there actually are different levels to your shit like a light-skinned person being colorist to a black person is not the same as a white latino being colorist to afro-latino you know like y'all are literally white so you're you're just doing racism for real i don't know if we could actually call it colorism i should i guess i should just say racism in your community sucks because like y'all are actually white your race is white and you are shitting on your black people in your community yeah that's why you should know the difference between ethnicity and race (laughs) you know how many times i've had to teach our students this Oh god! I'll be like, so what race are you? And they'll be like, um, I'm Ecuadorian. I'm like, bitch, no, oh, what? No, <laughs> no. Or they'll be like, um, because you know, I, this comes up. I feel like every year when we're doing standardized tests, because a lot of our kids are from Central and South America, and so when we get to mm-hmm. the race and the ethnicity questions, they get really confused. Yeah. They're just like, what should I put here? I don't understand um like i don't get why this and so i feel like every year when we're taking a standardized test i'm like hi guys here's me reminding you that you can be white and hispanic you can be black and hispanic you can be asian and hispanic you can be indigenous and hispanic here's me <laughs> i say it with that tone because i'm not trying to make these little kids like hate whatever ethnicity and race they're from you know like love everyone yeah. should love you e- love themselves right even white people right if white people love yeah. themselves more we wouldn't be in this mess <laughs> okay everybody should love themselves <laughs> um but like i it's, it's always so interesting because i'm like damn so your parents never taught you this mm. so this is so y'all just out here being colors and races as fuck but not really talking about it at all Mm. oh god oh god or or oh my god my favorite was a year that i had to uh teach a full room full of guyanese kids that they were asian oh yeah oh yeah i remember that that was my favorite one i was like not you making jokes about my work wife calling her ching chong whatever and your ass Mm. is asian I was. They were like, no, we're from South America. I was like, oh, are your people indigenous to there? They're like, what's that? We deal with some kids who need some vocab lessons, honestly. Um, <laughs> they're like, what's that? I mean, that means that you were born. Your people were born there. That they've been there for the whole time. And they were like, oh, well, no, I think they came from somewhere. Oh, where'd they come from? India. Oh, where's India? Asia. So what are you? Oh God, miss. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, y'all are, what the hell? <laughs> I had to pull, that day I had to pull up a map and everything. Oh my God. Right? I had to, I was like, look at the map. 
does India look like it's not a part of Asia? They're like, I, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, and another thing, the Middle East is too. And they're like, oh, what? Because <laughs> I really think it bugs people when they there's not that many races in the world then. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. there's not, yeah. there's like four, maybe I'm missing one, but there's like four, yeah. right? Like, native people, Asian people, black and white. Like, there's that race is made up. It's not like they made a bunch of them. Like, yeah. like they just basically separated us in like fours. So, mm-hmm. like, dude, nobody talk about this with you? Okay. Or my favorite, even when I got them to understand, like, that they were different races, they yeah. would still come back. So my ethnicity is Puerto Rican, right? No! Oh, God! No! <laughs> no! <laughs> like, oh. No! Or, I'm just Dominican. Like, no! <laughs> <laughs> I was like, it doesn't work that. I'm not white or black, miss. I'm Dominican. I'm like, oh, no. What's that even? I know, right? I know. So, I mean, oh I'm just like, I'm like, all right. So, here's a lesson. <laughs> this is why I think it's like hella important for people to take, like, you know, those the states that have these anti anti racism laws that just went through, like Arkansas, I think is one, Arizona, Tennessee, or no, it's literally a fireable offense to teach kids about like racism and anti-blackness and white supremacy and white privilege mm-hmm. and things like that it's like well okay you made a law for it but like let's not act like this was not this like how did y'all get to 10th grade before someone told you what the difference between race and ethnicity was <laughs> right like clearly this shit is not being taught already you didn't really need a law for it but honk <laughs> It's not only a fireable offense, but the school can lose, like, funding in some of these states. Like, so your girlfriend. <gasps> wow. And so I just, I just, I just, uh, yeah. Colorism is weird because it's just, it's so apparent, but just also, I feel like a little bit more insidious than racism. Mm-hmm. And racism is already super insidious, as y'all have heard me say multiple yeah. times. Um, yeah. It's just, like, a little bit more in ways that, I, like... Would be funny if it wasn't so not funny. Mm. You know, like, I would be laughing at this shit if it wasn't just, like, really fucked up. Because, um, mm. like, okay, you know the black people who have been, like, Mukia Bryant deserved it. And, and like, that's colorism, you know? Mm. Um, Just, like, if she wasn't, she's not dark-skinned, but she's, you know, darker um she is bigger too so it's like don't be a dark-skinned fat woman you know because then then it's over with right no one's gonna want to give you any kind of respect which is just like gross man um just like completely gross i mean don't be fat in america period because then no one is gonna want to give you respect because of your body size which is like you know we've all been guilty of that some of us more than others i'm Mm -hmm. talking about myself here um literally i'm talking about myself here so don't think that i i really want y'all to know that if you think that you're listening to me and i only am coming after you that i don't also apply the same kind of shit to myself 
you're wrong, right? Like, I think about all the ways that I uphold white supremacy all every day, every all day, right? Because there are definitely things I do. <laughs> I think about some of the times where I've been colorist as well. Like, I, I remember um, when I went to that white school, the first thing that everybody did uh, at the beginning of the school year especially like the beginning of like soccer practice is we would all come back and mm. compare our tans and I'd be like, haha, bitches, I win. I win every year. Um, but that was like kind of colorist because, you know, the dark skinned girl never played. Mm. I played because like I had the privilege of it being funny to make that joke, you know, mm. but it was probably not funny at all to her. Mm. Um yeah, and so I, they, you know, all of us are complicit in colorism, just like all of us are complicit in anti-blackness. Yeah. Um, mm, mm, oh, man. Last thing. Colorism also allows you guys to talk out your ass, and I need y'all to stop doing that. <laughs> what you mean? I just mean in general. Like, I had I had um, this latina student tell me that i didn't uh-huh. know what racism was and that everyone could be racist oh yeah like like uh colorism really allows y'all to think that you are on par with people that you're not oh, and that you have yeah. the ability and right to say things that you have no business fucking saying oh yeah that was a bad one definitely that was a bad yeah. one. And I think that also, like, I am a teacher and a professional, and by no means would that ever change how I treat her per se. It absolutely changed everything about how I treat this girl. Mm. Right? So, like, colorism has, like, consequences on the person that you're directing it towards, but colorism also has very real consequences um, for you, the colorist. Like, just because the world has taught you that dark-skinned people are worthless doesn't mean that they are. <laughs> so you're missing out, right? Like, imagine missing out on Lupita because you think dark-skinned people are ugly. Like, <laughs> that is wild. Or thinking that dark-skinned people look masculine off tops. Because, mm. so what if they do? Right? Even if they did, yeah, yeah. still probably prettier than your ass because you're ugly on the inside. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like, you know, I, it's just, it's amazing to me um, the ways in which our world works, I feel like. It's like, and not in a, ooh, that's great, in a, oof, God, like, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> like, yeah. for real? Yeah. Yeah. In that kind of a yeah. way, you know, and, yeah. Mm, icky, icky, icky. Ah, <sighs> humans. Yeah, this one, we can't even say ugh, white people this time because this was an episode for everyone. Is... <laughs> yep, it is all of us. Yeah. Everybody can be colorist. Even people who are dark skinned. I don't think people talk about that a lot. Um, and I'm not going to spend yeah. a lot of time talking about it. But like internalized self-hatred is a thing. I know. Yeah. And if you are listening and you are dark skinned, slide into our dms tell me about your experience and we will post it on our instagram we would much Mm. love for our followers to hear from you right like what Mm. is your experience as a dark-skinned woman what is your experience as a dark-skinned queer person what's your experience as a dark-skinned man right even if you are not black but you are dark-skinned and 
don't give me a dark skin far east asian y'all know i'm not talking about that <laughs> right don't don't give me i uh, don't give me no no white latinos better sign in our inbox but you know you should know who you are right because you face the kind of discrimination that we're talking about so tell us our experience let us showcase your voices right on our instagram um yeah we would we would love to hear for you um we would love to use our platform to give you a voice um or not a to give you a voice but to showcase the voice that you already have mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um yeah we want to hear from you yeah. guys all right so let's wrap up our episode if you want to hear more episodes like this one Please follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter at underscore soul and soul. That is underscore S O U L A N D S E O U L. And subscribe to us and leave reviews and comments on any of the major podcast apps. Bye bye. <laughs>